Excuse me. Hey, what's going on here? Hey, where's everyone going? Run, lady! The whole stadium's falling apart! The ground's open! The giant thing's coming out of it! This is no place to be! Oh. <laughs> the voice is baby. <laughs> this is how I sound! <laughs> Hater! Oh, God. What happened? Why is the the, <laughs> the ground is falling in? Yeah, the princess and the, the abbot were fighting, and a giant bird came out of nowhere and ate his whole head. Now we're running. Oh, God. That is a lot. Now we're running. <laughs> Come on, folks. We're running. Well, where are you all going? We're in the middle of nowhere. We're just following the big wing guy. The big... Oh, my God. Frida, is is that you? You. Me. You made my child a child soldier. I... What? <laughs> Hello. It's a strange greeting. <laughs> Uh, is he broken? Uh, yeah, you can see bo- his wings are bandaged up. They've both been snapped, and then Lola, like, set the bones. He's wearing a big straw hat to cover his face. Lola set the bones? Yeah. I mean, Frida doesn't lo- know Lola, so that doesn't mean anything to her. Yeah, I know. It means something to me, though. He's wearing a big straw hat that's covering his eyes, so you can't see that he's been crying. Oh! I only teach Claire what she asked me to teach her. It is like how you say intramural sports, Pop Warner, Little League, yes. Oh, my God. This is nothing like baseball. Also, you're the adult. Yes, this is adult. You train child to be the best. It's like gymnastics. You train child to be a conduit? Gymnastics start even earlier. Seven, eight? (laughs) I imagine she told you her motivation. Well, yes, she hates her father, but I did not think she would actually ever, you know. It, it's like you tell them, yes, you will win big championship. I believe in you and you will be astronaut yes, and you will be... you can develop a little god power to kill your father. It's totally fine. You'll never see it through anyway. That's what you thought? I'm trying to be supportive. You cannot tell them they will never be veterinarian. They will never <laughs> trust you. You were supposed to help me with the God King. That was so long ago. So much has happened. Where have you been? I went looking for another solution. I went to Absinthia. I went to the bottom of the world. And that's where I saw Clear. So Clear is okay, yes? She had fight with Sister Amy and they both disappear. Uh, After, of course... Knocking me unconscious. It's okay. I am not mad. <laughs> Why you laugh? Why is laughing uh, at this? Those girls. <laughs> yes, they knock me. They've been very naughty. They are grounded. <laughs> grounded. <laughs> you make one into a god and then you think you can control them. I do not think I can control anyone. I do not even think I can fly anymore. What happened? Oh, no big deal. I just uh, protect Amy's body from Abbott, air genie who he break my wings and I am saved by Clear's friend Lola, uh, who is on her way to kill the God King as we speak. Well, if what you're saying is true and someone's on their way to kill Wolfram, then what Clear did might just have worked. What does what she do? She you mean the cold determination feeling the the rebels are feeling 
that's got to be it. Yeah. When we were down there, this massive world seed that Wolfram had been hiding, I knew from Denise that he was scared of it. And he had reason to be. It was a whole potential new world, or he wanted to do something with it. That's why he was probably okay with with you training one of his children to be a conduit, so they could take it over and he could have this lasting reign. But we got to it, and I had been thinking, this is it, this is our escape, but that's not what Clear wanted for the world, and I think maybe she was right. So when Wolfram dies, the people of Wormwood have a choice with all of the determination that Clear gave them to do what they think is best with this world, this new world. So what you're saying is you're still single. Oh my god. I'm going to slap him. I'm going to slap that straw hat off his face. Uh, yeah, you knock the straw hat off his face, and you see, uh, I mean, he has been crying. His eyes are all puffy and so forth. It's Aww. not not a particularly dignified look. I can't handle it. <laughs> I was I was kidding. No, you, you need shower. You have been underground for many time. You ask me if I'm single, and then you tell me I need a shower. <laughs> this is joke from Homeland. It maybe does he, not translate. <laughs> he looks so pathetic. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So I put my hand on his face. Mm-hmm. This has become fan fiction now. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, Duke, you are such a mess. What happened to you? I've. I've, how you say, fucked up big time. I think we both did. I just wanted to help. I I just wanted Claire to have what she wanted. I, I, I do not know. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to hug him. Mm-hmm. And everyone's running around us. <laughs> People are like, oh, crazy. <laughs> Who's that guy again? Falling in. He's back.
but I was like, you know, I bet barbershops are really hurting for business. <laughs> I There was a local barbershop that I went to. I should go to the visit them again. And then my brother visited them again and found out they're Proud Boys, so no. we're not going there anymore. <laughs> it really is just playing Oops Surprise Nazi in the Jesus. year 2021. <laughs> Oh, it's like you don't want to pay like seventy bucks to fucking have them not even cut your bangs short as you want. Like you want to talk about patriarchy? That haircut for me is like twelve bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say seventy dollars. Yeah. Were you paying for like six haircuts in advance? <laughs> nope. Get no. a little blood work up <laughs> while you're there. <laughs> no, I I I cut my hair up by myself in the past and I restarted because my like friend got caught giving me discounts because you would do it for like 20 um and i was not gonna pay like 100 bucks at all to can you tell we're trying to put off starting the episode because austin sent in the skype final boss fight which is scary i mean i'm almost stoned enough to do it last we left this adventure the party had finally reached their goal there's essentially one room left in this campaign you're all standing in the feast hall inside the castle the god king has built on this cruise ship uh ahead of you there's some doors you haven't opened yet uh lola beans just flew in through the wall carried her her animal the boss sprite carried the vicar away and is gonna go <laughs> leave her on the salt flats yeah uh, now you're all reunited uh i think this might be a good time to heal i don't want to tell you how to play your characters but uh short rests take an hour and you do not have that kind of time because the people on the boat saw the boss spray and they're they're gonna come investigate i think zur who came with lola like jumps off the boss spray and like says hey all great to be back would love to stay in chat i want to go bar the doors so the angry mob doesn't come in here and tear our arms off okay what you're saying is this is short rest rather than long for this one. <laughs> no, I'm saying a short rest takes an hour. Oh. Healing magic takes six seconds. I don't know what hit points are, but I need 11 more. I've got mass cure wounds and I could do everyone a big top up, which I feel like I should probably do. Fuck it. Mass cure wounds. Everyone gets uh, three times eight is what? Eight, 16, 24 uh, plus seven is 31 31 for everyone yeah so uh so our first image of this episode is vindross raising her shield and you know ma magical black moth wings sprouting from everyone's back and uh you know wrapping around them and healing their wounds except for gentleman bramwell uh chris do you want to give us the stakes for your character this episode uh oh you mean like health wise yes my friend i'm pretty good i'm i'm, I'm at 83 out of 95 so i'm pretty close all right, so here's the situation. You're in this opulent feast hall. Um, I, th I think it's, you know, it's beyond anything. It's dazzling. Uh, do you guys know about the Amber Room, I believe it's called? Ugh. Lauren yes. sounds like she knows the Amber Room. You want to tell the people about it? Um, it was Poland? Uh, it was in Russia. No, I'm so Okay, it was taken from the Russian, one of the Russian castles, but it was, um, the, like, the main building guy castle. I don't know. It was like completely uh, amber walls. Like everything was amber, and the uh, Nazis uh, got it off and absconded with it because that there's a really fascinating documentary. It's like three hours long, called "The Rape of Europa" about the uh, the theft of art uh, during World War II. It's fat, uh, but the amber room was never found, and even if 
it, it just we would never find it because by now if unless it was being held in like right conditions it will have degraded it's very cool yeah i'm so glad lauren knew about this because i'm trying i'm trying to imagine the opulence and it's like here's where all the wealth of wormwood has been taken over the years this room is is incredible uh i think of the amber room specifically because there's all this gold leaf on all the surfaces uh, it it's it's profane the extent to which this place is uh extravagant um and you're just standing in this room there's a long table with like you know chairs at all these different places where people come in and feast uh there's like cabinets with chi fine china inside um this is where you're all getting healed up Zer is on the other end of the room he's like putting things in the doors to try to keep the mob out because people are coming you know, 5,000 Genasi are going to try to bust down this door. Well, you know, at what percentage of the population will actively try to kill you is a question. Um, but uh, what do you do? <laughs> My first instinct is to just, like, a cat knock over all the china. <laughs> <laughs> just to be a dick. Yeah, that's fun. So Lola starts breaking things. Anyone else? I'm, I mean, it's always, it's always fun to wreck shit. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh... Look for something useful. Well, it's uh, the breaking stuff. It gets my, my gears going. So the more I break, the better I think. So maybe an investigation check? I would love that, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Can we investigate by seeing if there's anything inside the stuff we broke? Would that help? I don't... Oh, I only got an eight. Twelve. Crit fail. Oh, Oops. no, oh, no. That 20 I had was looking so nice. Yeah, 8, 12, and botch. Uh, the party fails, and we do have a botch here, which I think is, uh, you know, Lola starts smashing stuff. God the party. damn it, blaming it on me. No, <laughs> no, it's just the flavor is that people are, uh, you know, watching you do this, maybe poking around some of the, the wreckage. And I think with this uh, Bramwell, you see one of the first things Lola tips over is a cabinet full of liquor. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and you see a label in the smashed oh, destruction. Me. Interesting. What does that label say, Austin? The the label that's that's sticking out of the destruction says Vilmore sixty eight. Yeah, Austin's a teetotaler. <laughs> that's what did this. It wasn't the botch. It was my personal hatred. Yeah, because it's blaming it on me because I knocked it over. If if there were, if the crit was here, he'd be sipping. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, he'd be having such a good time, and I'd be describing uh, his happiness. You hear my knuckles cracking? I'm coming for you. <laughs> I like to think Bramwell walks over and kind of like looks down at the ground and sees the smashed bottle, and he says, "That sounds about right." <laughs> Give me a straw. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I bet there's some in the carpet. Just, just, just sip, just sip around the broken glass. You'll be fine. Everyone, turn around. Uh, okay. Everyone, turn around. Uh, everyone, everyone, turn around. Let's do it. The moment everyone turns around, Bramble is just going to like lean down and just like shuffle a couple pieces of glass aside and just start loudly sucking up the fucking whiskey from the carpet. Wait, can I have the straw now? I guess I just licked the carpet. Oh. 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 Not. <laughs> oh. I walked right into that one. I'm going <laughs> Come on, y'all. I'm gonna do an alcohol. 
<laughs> Lola, are you joining him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm having some carpet juice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Listen, we might die. Why not have a buzz? I think Zura sees this and, like, he finishes jamming a chair into the the door handles, you know, like, across them to to block them from being open. And he comes over and he says, if you can't beat him, join him. Nobody's harmonizing. How does it taste, Austin? Well, if it's whiskey, it's disgusting. It tastes like uh, poison that's on fire? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a nerd. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm making this a genuinely heartwarming bonding moment. Zer's like Wolfpack, a woo watering oh. hole. He's he's trying to make it not weird and join you. Yeah, I imagine uh, it's one of those ones that's um, make it not weird. <laughs> it's probably actually not even that great, to be honest. Or at least, at least I think for Bramwell, he's like not that much better than the rest of the stuff I've had. You spent my whole life chasing after something like this, and it was, uh, it wasn't better than anything else I had. But the real treasure <laughs> is the moment he's spending with his friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucking the carpet. Yeah, well, we don't have to get to that part. <laughs> I was like, you're like, I don't think it's too weird. And I'm like, we're all on the floor. Pindras is no stranger to sucking a carpet. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> so much cooler when you say them. <laughs> Do you join Vindross or Vereen? I think like Zer puts a wing over Bramwell after you all have embarrassed yourself and like gestures to uh, Yeah, I, th- I think I think Von, uh, I think Vindross joins in. Oh yeah. There's plenty Why this not? is our carpets very saturated. This might be the last chance we get to suck alcohol out of a carpet, you know. You got to you got to go out, <laughs> you know, not missing the opportunities. I wish Clear was here to see this. She would love to eat food off the ground. To watch us uh, become intoxicated from slurping on some carpet. Uh-huh. See, the teamwork. She's really a natural-born <laughs> captain. I think she would appreciate our... Problem-solving? Our teamwork. Yeah, did we solve a problem, really? Or did we... The problem of friendship, Chris. The, the alcohol bottles were broken, but we were like, fuck it. But we broke the alcohol bottles. Didn't we start the problem? Hey, you can you can fix a problem that you caused. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, we learned. That's true. What we did is we created a bonding exercise, a team building exercise, and then executed upon it. <laughs> if only we could do that for important things. Wait, this wasn't important? <laughs> no, you know what, Chris, you're right. It's very important. I was going to delay dealing with the god king so we could just do this the whole episode oh i can we can talk about how gross whiskey is <laughs> that would be very funny if, if the episode we all sat down to fight the final boss we just talked about alcohol the, the whole time i mean it's yeah it's what i'm trying to do austin yeah it's a uh, evocative of our times historians will look back i think Zer stands up uh he has his you know wolfish dog face and he gives lola a little uh dog lick and then goes back to the door, pulls out his knives, and uh, says, you know, see you when you're done. Tell the God King I said, eat my ass. Uh, don't die, or I'll go wherever your soul goes and beat you up. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. <laughs> I'm really scared of the ghost Hecbo. That's only gonna increase its power. Yeah, I mean, because you can't touch it, but it can shoot you. It's ghost logic, you know? And my, it let all my soul blood out. Yeah, and you'd be like, damn, why'd I die? <laughs> damn, why'd I die? 
Lana says, need my final words. <laughs> please, if Lola dies in this fight, please say, damn, why'd I die? I will. I meant Lauren. <laughs> oh. But also Lola. It's really funny for anybody. Yeah. You can, at, you at home, feel free to take that one. Oh, man, why'd I die? Damn, why'd I die? All right. Can we open the door to the God King now? I would love that. Gentlemen, Bramwell, do you open the door? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I fucking crunch it open with my hammer. Yes! Oh, sick. Uh, you hit that. Okay, roll strength, actually, because this is not an inconsequential decision. Who gets the door? Like, can you imagine if you just casually walked in like, hey. <laughs> just, hey, girl. Uh, 12. All right. With a 12, Bramwell, you hit the door with your hammer, and immediately salt begins pouring out. Um, I... I, if you rolled higher and just demolished the door off the hinges, you'd be hit by a tidal wave of salt. With a 12, instead, you just put a hole through it, and salt begins pouring out. Um, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, Tribbles, when Captain <laughs> uh, Kirk opens that overhead compartment oh, no. and Tribbles just start pouring onto him. Um, I'm sorry, that show is, like, 80 years old. Or, like, the Tupperware commercials. Yeah, there has to be a better way. <laughs> there really does. But yeah, you don't take damage. That's, that question Aww. is over a 15. You would have been, been taking damage from a, a wave of salt. Did but you want to take like... damage, Chris? No, I said, oh, good. Oh, okay. Uh, it seems like the other side of this door is filled with salt, white table salt, the way that, say, like an aquarium is filled with water. <laughs> and if you put, you just put like a small hole in it. What a fucking weenie. I mean, if he was a water guy, he'd probably be underwater. If he was a fire guy, he'd probably be in a volcano, et cetera, et cetera. You're saying he just don't like sitting in salt? Can you imagine how dope Ocarina of Time would have been if there was a salt medallion you had to go over and a salt sage? <laughs> I mean, you know, you could just imagine that the, the, the sort of ice temple you had to go through, that's just big salt crystals. There you go. There's your salt temple. Sure. Yeah, we're taking it. This is a dice funk thing, right? When you talk about ice temples and fire temples and forest temples, that's there are hundreds of video games that like, no one owns that. Salt Temple? That's us, baby. <laughs> Watch some like game or something. Have a salt temple and like next week. Is that why there was an entire episode we had to cut where we just pushed around salt blocks everywhere to do a puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't play the game Salt and Sanctuary yet, because I didn't want to be influenced or take anything from it. I don't know this game. What is it? Tell, explain like it a, to me. It's like a Dark Souls. What do you do about the door? Oh, well, I mean, now... Um, what absorbs salt really well? I could, cre- I could create food and water and dissolve it. Okay, uh, I have a spell, Conjure Animals. Are you just going to conjure a shit ton of deer to lick it up? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. If there's no better ideas on the table. Oh god, I'm the worst. I just thought, how many snails can you summon? (laughs) Oh my god. Just for a macabre experiment. Oh no, that'd be too mean. I should have made the marginalized population of Wormwood snail people. That would have been brutal. Snail people? Snails are cute. Uh, so is is there a way to see past any of the, the salt or is it just nonstop salt? It's nonstop salt right now. I mean, still the, the part of the door is still standing, but you get the impression from the way it is flowing into the room from that hole that there's a lot more of it. I want to grab a handful of salt. <laughs> uh, I think the first thing you're struck by 
is that heartbeat sound that only Lola is familiar with because it started at the stadium when you were leaving. Um, but it's the, the great salt heart you found underneath the Coliseum, which uh, started beating and tremoring through the ground. And I think as you touch this salt Bramwell, you begin hearing just like beating in your in your head. It's not coming from the salt like a sound system. You like touch it against your skin and you hear in your in your mind, bum bum, bum bum, bum bum, bum bum. Also, Lola totally told everybody about what happened back at the Coliseum already. I think if Bramwell says, oh, I hear a heartbeat, then you would, you would immediately be like, oh, yeah, something's going on at the stadium. You know that heart we had a chance to, to destroy and didn't because it would have fucked over the halflings? Well, consequences are coming for that. I started freaking out, but I said Amy got her body back and she said she needed to do the, do the fixing. I don't know. So, uh... Mm. She's, I trust her. She's capable. Uh, Bramble will tell everybody about the heartbeat. Uh, and then I want to see how it's possible. Like, can I just shove my arm into the snow, like into the salt? Yep. You put your arm into the salt and then, you know, the, the heartbeat sound grows louder and louder as you do so. Uh, but if you pull your arm back out, it's fine. It, your arm isn't gone. Yeah. So to to clarify, there is a a door of salt. Uh, there's a door, and there's salt pouring through. And if we very quickly move through the room full of salt to whatever's on the other side, we should be able to get out without triggering whatever's in there. <sighs> but we would be having to very quickly wade through a room full of salt. I'd like to run ahead and kill myself. Vindras. <laughs> <laughs> Vindras at this sweet, point, sweet relief at death. this point, Vindras just wants to put Bramwell on one of those like toddler leashes. Like, no, no running off to kill yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in a little baby backpack on your chest. <laughs> I think the size dynamics are wrong for that to work, but the the sentiment is there, just constantly. Bramwell, no, <laughs> no, with the death. <laughs> this has been subtext for a while, but I do like that it's actually just text now. Where Bramwell's like, "I made peace. I'm elderly. It's time for me to die for the cause." And Vindros is like, "No, you fucking." <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck? You had to understand, the greatest scene in cinematic history oh boy. is, I believe it's Dante's Peak, uh, where they're all in the boat, and the grandma gets out of the boat in the lava to push the boat to safety, and she dies, but she saves her whole family. It's the greatest scene ever, and uh, every every day I think about it. <laughs> I think they do that scene like shot for shot in the movie Volcano. I have well. seen neither of those. Oh, it might be Volcano. I can't remember. I Dante's Peak and Volcano. Oh, now you see, nobody can ever remember which one's <laughs> which with Dante's Peak and Volcano. And that, isn't that always the way? Isn't that always the way? If someone doesn't go into the salt soon, I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> Vindros enters the salt. That was Pierce Brosnan, right? But, but quickly. Or was that Dante's Peak? That's what I'm saying. Dante's Peak is Pierce Brosnan. I don't know. Well, one at Tommy Lee Jones. Bramwell, you enter the salt. Vindros enters quickly behind you to keep you from sacrificing yourself. And then Lola and Varine follow. Uh, you push into it, and it is weirdly uh, light on you. Like Salt is, you know, nearly the, the density of sand. It's very close. So moving into a room filled to the brim with salt should be much more difficult than it is. It feels almost like you're underwater. Uh, there's some magic going on here. Like I said, it's like the the heartbeat is just pounding in all of your ears. Yeah, does so someone want to make a check to navigate this? This feels like survival. I'll do that. I've, I'll do that. I've got good survival. I've got that. I also have 
Decent survival. Oh, I botched. I botched. 24, God, no. Two people with plus fives botched. No. Everybody bot two botches. All right, here's everyone roll initiative. We have a double botch. Cromwell, can Wait. you mitigate this with a crit, please? Everybody roll. Is there any? Uh, can I run forward and kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. I got an eight. Ten. A uh, fourteen. Okay, so here's here's what happens: is all of you are completely submerged in this salt. Bramwell thinks he can he can sacrifice himself, like maybe separate from the group because you feel a dark presence coming towards you. And so he goes to break off to draw it away from you. But Varine and Vindros go right after him um, and keep that <laughs> from happening. And so all of you are going to face what is coming, which uh, announces itself with the voice of God King Wolfram. Ugh. A country is like an unruly child and its leader is like a father, unappreciated and disrespected at every turn. Hey, loser, been a while. <laughs> Bug, I'm glad it's you. I'm curious about you. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious if I can beat your ass, you know, quicker than last time. I'm trying to beat my personal best, you know. <laughs> you are very powerful. Who is your father? Who's your father? I <laughs> I mean, she's called me daddy a couple of times. But hey. I don't think that... <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he says, <clears throat> God damn it. He says, you have such strength. What is the source? Who's your father? I don't know how much of anything we've ever really said about Vindras's parentage. No, I mean this is mostly just improv. Just, just yeah. maybe you want to throw in a detail about your normal, your normie dad who just has yeah. a normie job living a normie life. But the, I mean, the important thing is here is you're a woman, so obviously it's not your power. Oh, oh, I see where this is going. I, 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 I thought this was a knowing like, aha, I know someone powerful, and the, no, oh, okay, aha, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, if you're wondering where I got my power, certainly not from him. He very content to just spend his short life sitting around not really getting much done. This is all me. So you have no respect for him either? Well, I have respect for him. I'm just better than him. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how much we sacrifice for our children. Oh my god. Vindras is during all of this just like using the hand to be like blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think while you do that, uh, Vindros, you see sh uh, shapes forming in the white salt around you. Like once again, this is magic salt. So you're you're submerged in it and like underwater. You're like almost floating in it. And pink shapes appear around you. Uh, one is very obvious. It is Weaver. Oh. Hmm. Well, would these be considered elementals? Yeah, se? actually, they oh, are, in yeah. fact, uh, salt golems. Hell uh, this yeah, baby. But this one clearly looks like the Gith Weaver, the stoner man uh, who taught you psionics. The other one is a very strange, blobular, globular shape that takes you a minute to figure out what it is. Uh, it's Yuminyora, oh. the 
the the carbon elemental who trapped you very early in your adventure, almost killed you, drew, drew you under the floorboards of the library, and oh, was that, that. very intent on killing you. Yeah. Could, well, that could be rolled to know if it's fake. Yeah. Well, yeah. My my other question was going to be like insight. Is this a case of like is this happening because they are people who were dead or something? Yeah. The heartbeat's pumping in your ears. Bump, 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 bump from the salt. And I think you all begin seeing visions of the war taking place outside. You see uh, the, the, the Tarek of Absinthia all lined up defiantly out, like, inside the gates as armies approach. You see the armies firing like volleys of arrows, blotting out the sun with just hundreds and hundreds of arrows. And as they fall on the Tarek, uh, suddenly all the arrows stop and turn around. And then you see Weaver leading a bunch, the, leading the inner sewing circle uh, with Cindy, the Tarek, and he's taught them all psionics, and all the arrows fly back to their senders and just annihilate the enemy forces. I think you see uh, one arrow get through, though, with a pink salt crystal tip, and it wings Weaver. Not bad. He, like, takes a step back, but he's clearly bleeding from it. And then, like, the vision goes inside the wound, and you see salt crystals floating in his blood. Oh, that looks like a bad thing. Uh, you see visions of the forest where the Merciel are fighting the God King's troops, wave after wave of Genasi throwing themselves into the forest and just getting destroyed by the Bat Folk's ambush tactics. Uh, you see uh, Diana, the leader of the Bat Folk, riding on Stuart as they flit from tree to tree, raining down magic and impaling Genasi all over his spine. Stuart's just covered in corpses on all of his spines. Oh, I bet he's so happy. Uh, but one of the Genasi gets impaled on his spines and is like twitching <laughs> and dying. But with his dying breath, he strikes down with a salt knife, a pink salt knife, and strikes Stuart in the flank. And you you see inside the wound these floating salt crystals. Oh. Lola? Oh, yeah, it's my turn. Stuart forms in the salt with you, a pink golem of Stuart... The porcupine. I feel like this is gonna sound bad, but like I can if Stuart dies, I can go get him back. Oh my god. I mean I'd prefer that this not be actual Stuart, but I feel like it's not. Cause I feel like I would feel it because of our bond. Yeah, do you wanna roll Arcana on what's happening? Eleven so with average understanding, you think just because the pink salt steals potential, the God King can channel that potential, and he's making you fight the potential of your friends. Uh, we'll figure it out later. It's fine. <laughs> in fact, in that same battle where Stuart gets struck in the flank, you see just a pile of bodies, just a hundred of them, and it's just this huge pile of mutilated, mangled genasis, and then they all explode outward as Dwayne rises <laughs> from this mountain of bodies. Oh god, we have to fight Dwayne's potential, it's too great! Uh, and you see as he pulls himself out of this this p pile of bodies, he has a salt spear uh, stuck in his back, and he pulls it out, but it's I too late. I call bullshit, the God King does not have the steeds to channel Dwayne. Uh, I think, uh, ooh, I, actually, you know what? I think he has this, uh, the spear in his back and he can't reach it because he has these big claws. And so I think who pulls it out of his back is preposterous. Aw, uh, bullshit. Pulls it out in his giant moose mouth and, you know, you see the salt crystals dissolve on his tongue. 
I'm sorry, I call bullshit. Giant mooses are immune to everything. Immune to everything, you say? Because they're so big, nothing wants to fuck with them. That is in their stat block, Austin. It's, everybody knows. Uh, you see fighting in Harp City, where troops are like going from room to room, uh, trying to fight the the insect folks here, and they're they're using like hit and run tactics uh, to jump from office to office in the skyscraper and like slam doors behind them to trap uh, the the forces in these kill boxes. And I think you see somebody uh, just foolishly run out of a you know out of formation and try to confront the enemy with all this this misplaced courage and youthful <sighs> idiocy. Uh, Brand. Brandishing a sword cane. Oh, uh, God. What a dipshit. Yeah. And I think he immediately gets cut down by God King forces. Like the Genasi just shoot icicles and fireballs into him. And he goes down. Um, and the, the army moves on. Uh, and then you see Angelo and Ramsey, the moth folk, enter the room and <laughs> heal him with magic. Because they are the doctors here tending to the wounded and the dead. And Angelo, the white witch Lepidopteran, raises Corton Jr. back to his feet. Oh, God um, damn. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Sorry. I'm it was nice. clean. It was all clean. <laughs> I'd like to think we see uh, just a brief like palate cleanser image of Sven being uh, a-okay with Pickle. Oh, my God. Lauren, you son of a bitch. That was my last, that was my fucking hook. That was my whole finale. Oh, that was I my was fireworks. Say we see that they're not, that they're fine. Are you going to be, he's, he's a child with a, with the hedgehog. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do they all have to be fine? <laughs> I mean, something could still go happen to, something could still have happened to Corton Jr., right? Denise is a monster, but I kind of, I don't know, I'm like, Cool, I'll see that crazy bitch riding this one out. Do you want to roll to see if Corton Jr. dies? No, it's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I was going to say that- If Corton Jr. dies, can Sven be fine? <laughs> okay, so I was going to save Sven for the last thing, because that was like my big, like, dun, dun, dun. You are a p- monster jerk. But you've already opened the lid, so I just want to say, uh, you notably don't see images of Sven or Denise being attacked by pink salt- but Sven, what? Carol insight on the images. One second, because Sven does appear. Uh, a, a pink image of Sven does appear. A golem, essentially, of his potential. But you don't see any indication that he's been injured or is even involved in the fight. You don't see why the God King would attack Denise and her child, who he thinks are loyal and aren't even near the front lines. Well, I just would assume he would take at least some of his kid's potential because he's a dick. Yeah. Do you want to roll insight? Yeah. Okay. This is uh, just a DC 10 is all I'm looking for. 21. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Lauren, you pretty much said it before you enrolled was that he stole this from the beginning. This is a, he's not taking this now in the battlefield. He just literally stole potential from all of his children just to have it in his back pocket because that's how he rolls. Like, oh, oh, the baby's out. I'm going to take some of that. Yeah, Exactly. Um, I think you see the, the the gore fields where the moles are extremely good at fighting. They've been waiting for this for years. They have the iron mine. They don't even get touched. Um, Charlie, uh, ha- there's a buildup where someone with a pink sword runs at Charlie. And you think, ah, oh, this is where she gets her potential stolen. And then she cuts this person's head clean off. Then before their body hits the ground, she chops it in half. They, don't, they do not touch her. 
I think what happens is Yuminora is helping uh, clean or like help, you know, wounded people and helping supply lines. And he uh, just steps on <laughs> a, a salt oh, crystal or something. He's learning so much. Yeah. He actually, he gets injured, I think, protecting the animal sanctuary <gasps> with the giraffe hydra. Oh, he's got to come live on the farm at me and Amy. Uh, I think the last the last one was going to be Sven, but I now now will say I, at a certain point troops break into the hospital in Harp City, and uh, the halflings jump into the defense of all the patients and the injured there and manage to fight them back. Uh, but you see one halfling uh, collapse to the ground, uh, stabbed, blood beginning to soak, their giant milkshake costume. <sighs> Doctor Smoothie. Didn't we hate him, though? Uh, so, Dr. Smooth, your worst enemy. That wasn't worry. Worry is different. No, worry's fine. It's Dr. Smooth, a.k.a. covetousness. Why did we even save Dr. Smooth? Because you're a good person. (sighs) Okay. Dr. Smooth and Stuart uh, surround you, Lola. Weaver, your psionics teacher, and Yuminora, the first person who almost killed you, surround Vindros. Corton Jr., no explanation needed. And Dwayne, your best friend and soulmate, <laughs> surround Vereen. And Preposterous, your mount, and Sven, who you uh, connected with through sign language and you know have been looking out for since he was born, uh, surround Gentleman Bramwell. He's just being a punk-ass bitch because he's a weak old man. Lola Beans, you're up first. It's Stuart and Dr. Smooth for you. Dr. Smooth uh, uses a reaction to pull the heck bow into their hands. There's no, like, God, I fucking... strength contest or anything? Uh, yeah, strength contest, a.k.a. you shoot out the tongue of the Pangloris and try to take it back. Yes. All right. Crit. Okay, but what, what if not? To what if not? You can crit oh, too. Oh man! Oh, uh, is it strength? Yeah, man. Uh huh. I mean, there's no. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I rolled a twenty, but you crit. I did uh, twenty versus twenty-one. So the Pangloris's tongue shoots out and grabs the Heckbo, and you are locked in combat, and you cannot pull it out of Doctor Smooth's hands. That was just your animals' action, though. You still have an action. I'm gonna roll them, and these are elementals, even if they're in Stewart shape. Yes, they are elementals for the rules. All right. And also, I think I forget to do, like, every time is pack tactics. Mm-hmm. Which means I get advantage on my first attack roll if my homies are near me. So that is a 25. Yep. A 23 and a 21. Hell yeah. Okay. 37. Oh, Yeah. Lola Beans, uh, paint me a picture of you and Dr. Smooth's final battle. <laughs> Why am I such a monster? Like, I'm just going to st- stab him until he stops moving. I mean, yeah, that's how, what I assume. Just, but like, is there flavor? The... What's the anger level like? What's the rage? <laughs> You're not going to get me again, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just going to stab it in the smoothie character's face. Uh-huh. Because I hate Dr. Smooth. Yeah. And I think the, the God King's voice rings out through the salt and says, that's the rage of a God. You know you're stronger than all these peasants. You know what I feel. 
I mean, I also knew that that was not the real Dr. Smooth, so, like, this is a really probably therapeutic way to take out my anger. Um, also, fuck you. <laughs> also, fuck you. <laughs> you don't know me. This is all the parts of them that matter. Everything else is fake. This is their actual selves. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, from behind you, Stuart impales you on all of his spines. I don't get to like take a second turn. Dexterity. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, okay. you have a, you have an AC. I do. Okay, what is a uh... thirteen, fourteen? Uh, thirteen, and they both fit. Hit. I'm a fourteen AC. Uh, fourteen damage. Uh, Lola, you just feel a sharp pain in your back as spines you know riddle you the way you've riddled so many people it's fine rangers have a surprisingly uh large amount of health mm-hmm. compared to other classes and you you hear the god king's voice again and it says how many people have you done this to do you think you don't deserve this i mean i never i mean what did i what did i do to you to deserve it you've plunged this entire country into war I didn't do it alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was involved. Uh, but you know what kind of gave me that burst uh, that got me, uh, got this train going for everybody involved is like literally your crappy actions, dude. I am protecting this country. There are threats above and below us. I am the wall that allows you to sleep safely at night. I mean, but you're shitty (laughs) like i mean it's one thing if you weren't like a tyrannical fucking monster but you are dude so if i was nicer you would have no problem with anything going on jesus fucking christ you know what i meant oh my god uh vindross uh intelligent saving throw as weaver uh, initiates a psionic uh, scanners-esque battle with you intelligence uh intelligence saving okay okay Can't even come up with your own moves. Uh, 14. <laughs> yep, that actually succeeds. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you say you can't even come up with your own moves, Lola. He is still in the next room, so he's there. I mean, but he's using salt people for a reason. Weaver tries to wriggle into your mind. Uh, I mean, you can paint me a picture of how you shake this off because you the, the effect of this is nothing happens. You fight him off and it's your turn. Um... I, I think that the the way that Vindras fights this off is that um she's got a mental uh image that she's conjuring of the, the place where they very first um practiced their various psionic skills, which I think was the uh the, the totally not hot topic in the mall. <laughs> um <laughs> the air vents of a mall. Well, it's a place of significant. It's a place of significance for these two characters, and I think that that Vindras is gonna shut him out of her mind by slamming the door of the hot topic very angrily. <laughs> I know that's just so good, though. I feel like now I don't even want to hurt Vindras anymore because it's so great that you would retreat into the mind palace of Hot Topic to defeat your enemies. It's great. also very accurate because Hot Topic is one of the only stores in the mall that has like literal like open. Two doors in the middle. Exactly. You can actually slam it. You could have a proper stroppy slam of the door of a hot topic if you needed to. 
But notably, that does work in a way which leads you to believe, like, he's not lying. This is genuinely Weaver's potential. You're not just fighting the God King's golem. Yeah. Like, he did take something and is using it against you. So that works in a way that confirms at least that much. Uh, and it is your turn. Okay. Um, The way I want to deal with this fight is I'm going to use Guardian of Faith, and I'm going to summon it in Weaver's form. All right. And I have to make a dex save. Uh, I believe that's a dex. Um, Ooh, seven. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Um, Is this outfit a slightly different color scheme now? Uh, usually it's the witches. This time I'm I'm summoning I'm summoning them in the form of a of a a ghostly weaver. This does twenty damage, correct? Uh, this does twenty damage now, and will do so for a couple of turns. Well, not anymore for Weaver because all of you're revealing that these golems each have 20 health. So paint me the picture oh. of spirit, <laughs> spirit guardian weaver defeating potential weaver. Weak sauce. Um, I think spirit guardian weaver um, sort of puts their fingers to the forehead as if to do a sort of uh, psionic blast on them. And, um, you know, putting a lot of effort in as if this is going to be like, oh, let's do as much damage as possible. And the thing just falls apart. The second that the the the, uh, the 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 ghost weaver starts trying. All right, so you slam the the mental you you slam the psychic hot topic on the the pretender weaver, and then summon your weaver who crumbles the pretender. Very very poetic. Exactly. Um, behind you, Yumanyora, uh, who is essentially a kind of wood pulp. Uh, squiggles around your neck and begins choking you out with a slimy tentacle of pulp. Uh, strength save to me. pull it off before it chokes you. Me? You. Why? <laughs> Why? Because you kept getting kidnapped this entire this entire thing. I finished your slamming the door in Hot Topic puzzle, though. Uh-huh. Uh, that's botched. That's a four. Yeah, botch doesn't do anything bad to you. Yeah, right. but a four ain't great. Uh, you take nine damage as Yumanyora begins choking you um, yeah. from behind. This is a slimy monster, and the God King says, "Ah, I get it. Your father was a Genasi. That's where this magic comes from. Why didn't I see it before? It all makes sense." No, no, nothing, nothing like that. Literally, literally, just, 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 just more throw cream like me. Liar. <laughs> I'm really not. You just have a real, real skewed perspective of people like me. Uh, Corton Jr. lashes out with the sword cane, doing your patented, uh, not attack before trick, pulling the blade out of the the sheath, and so they, I believe that he gets advantage on that. Mm -hmm. 25. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Um, that's a rapier, so it's a d8. Uh, eight damage, Corton Jr. slashes you with his sword. Okay. And it's your turn, and the God King says to you as you prepare your attack, this is what I'm defending my country from. Look at this mutant. In a way, like, if you really want to think about it, like, you funded this. So... Excuse me? Oh, yeah, no. I'm your I'm your ex-wife's, like, science project. Oh, man, don't snitch! <laughs> I mean, if you're going to kill him, does it matter if you snitch? No. 
That's true. And I want him to know that he, you know, potentially bore the seed of his own destruction. She chose us over you, bitch. He definitely, like, snarls, Denise is loyal. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start with Dwayne. Because Dwayne hasn't attacked yet. No. No. So we're going to start with Dwayne, and uh, we're going to do the f- first of a few attacks. Okay. See, Conrad knows what I'm doing here, where each one gets a spotlight, and he's like, Dwayne will never get to attack me. <laughs> no. I will not allow that. I will not allow this. All right. Uh, I wonder if the audience still see. hates him. 21 hit? Oh, yeah, it does. All right. So that's going to be... Yeah, that's 26 on the second attack with... Uh, uh, with uh, uh, 12, so 32 to Dwayne. You only needed 20. You've, you've, you've... Yeah, well, it just worked out that way. I had, you know, didn't do enough on the first attack to, to take him out. <laughs> so I had to use the second attack. Don't worry, I have a third to use on Corton Jr. <laughs> oh, no. All right, yeah, so paint me that picture, because so Dwayne's coming up behind you, stinger raised, claws at the ready. <laughs> <clears throat> stinger raised, raised, claws at the ready. Corton spins around, looks him in the eye, and says, <laughs> oh, this sucks. <laughs> it just brings the club down on on his head in just one swoop. And the God King says, you see this devious destruction this monster brings? That's what's below us. Do you understand that? Hordes no, and hordes no. of disgusting filth. No, I am the only no, thing keeping came, you safe. I came, I came from your unthinking trust in the power of someone else. You see, you're a bad leader. I mean, you're kind of bad at everything. Except for being salt. What, you think you have a better leader to take my place? Uh... I mean, can't be worse. uh, Yeah. Is it gonna be you? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh my god. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? (laughs) I have... Have we even figured it out for sure? I mean... Listen, uh, what is okay, I don't believe a word you say. You don't have to, but I just want to be a free man. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd like to be able to just, like, live my life and not have to worry about, like, I don't know, getting captured because I'm, like, really good with animals. Like, oh, no, you need to die because you're, like, dog. I The God King says to Bramwell... The rest of these freaks and liars, I understand why they do this. They're raging against their position, their rightful position in the order that makes this country strong. But you, honorable knight, what excuse do you have for your betrayal? It's like, what if you just fart again? (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that twice. It undercuts the first one. I think you get a strong comedic value. Uh, Bramwell is going to say, I wish to bring this country back to a a place where it can grow and flourish. Something I probably should have done a long time ago. And of course, keeping up my one nightly vow to protect the wolf from children. Most notably from you. 
Yeah, you say that just as Fen in front of you uh, kind of looks up at you. Um, but even though this is his real potential, his father is controlling it. And he unleashes uh, some kind of magical burst on you that you can't uh, quite understand. Um, do a wisdom saving throw? Not a strength one, you say? Nope. Or a constitution? Nope. Huh. Well, I got a three. Oh, dear. What is uh, wisdom if not the strength of the brain? Uh, so you don't know what element Sven is. Um, you know all the other Wolfram children, but Sven's mother was fire and positive, and his father is water and negative. Uh, and so whatever magic that hits you uh, for 11 damage, you feel it deep in your bones. You feel a shooting pain. Uh, something's happening to you, but it's some element you do not have any experience or knowledge of. It's outside of your ability to comprehend um it's like a different it's like a different language essentially you just do not have a reference point interesting uh is it my turn then uh yes it is uh i want bramwell to because we don't know where the god king is right uh so i mean genuinely you do on the other side of this salt on the other side of this fight is the okay. throne room you 100 percent think he's so, there there's no uh, reason not to i'm gonna turn to the direction that is, and I'm going to say, you seem so concerned with what's below us. Why don't we find out? And then I'm going to use the Doom Guard Cestus and uh, blow up the floor. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, paint me a picture because while I did intend this fight to play out in full, this is a completely genius solution to end it immediately. So if you make it cool enough, it works. Uh, I like to think <laughs> that there's a moment like Bramwell takes that shot from Sven and you know, stares back. He knows this is like a, a, a simulacrum, but he, he can't possibly strike back against it. It's, you know, it hurts too much. He's not going to hurt uh, preposterous. So in lieu of that, he's going to take a long, hard look at his his big, strong hands and he's going to crumple it up into a fist and then he's going to strike the ground. And then he lets out a little tiny fart. Hell yeah. <laughs> Your fist goes through the floor and from it, a ripple of dark energy because this doom guard Cestus seems to be possessed of some nihilistic magic that eats through the floor and just absolutely puts uh, a swirling vortex of salt. Uh, everybody, I think a uh, dexterity saved to grab onto something before you're sucked into the vortex, but the, the golems go first. Uh, they are the heavy. The God King was not, did not see this coming and they, they disappear down the, the sand trap. Well, but technically, this is uh, something that can be seen, then. Yeah. Cool. I get an advantage on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> do I do I make the save as well? Um. Yeah. He's got he's got power. He's got Hulk gloves. Yep. Twenty. Mm, f four. Fifteen. All right, so Vindross is the only one who can't grab onto something in time. So you start getting swept up in this vortex of salt, and you're going to go through a hole in the floor unless someone can figure out a way to save you. Uh, what Pangolin. Ah, uh, grappling hook. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to offer up my rare metal toaster. I mean, well, isn't it my turn anyway? You don't have one. I. <laughs> what if I did? It's called jokes, Austin. <laughs> but that's weird. It's in my inventory, so how would they have it? I wish... You were dead. I wish it fervently. <laughs> but you stopped me from running into it, so you, it's your fault now. 
Uh, Lola, the Pangl- Pangloris shoots out its tongue and Vindros can grab onto it. Yeah. Um, is there any consequence for this? I th- hmm. No, please. Yeah, I'm trying to, just usually if someone fails, I want something bad to happen and this is just immediately undoing it. But you know what? I can't think of a narrative yeah, reason wasn't a botch. to do anything yeah. else. Yeah, we, we had a good solution. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the way this is. The salt drains out of the hole in the floor. Uh, everyone jumps into the, like to a wall and grabs onto furniture or some kind of uh, opulent light fixture. Vindros <laughs> gets swept away, and as you're pulled under, the Pangloris tongue shoots out and you grab it. Yep. Uh, and once I've been pulled out, I use the uh, my, my my cool quarter staff to just float back up to where everyone else is. Oh yeah, you could have done that too. I mean, I think I was I was in the salt. I needed pulling out the salter initially, but yeah. Now I'm just hanging out with you all. <laughs> so we go all like awkwardly sidle uh, along the walls into the <laughs> confrontation. Well, yeah. So there's a gaping hole in the floor of this like reception chamber, like the you know the antechamber to the throne room, and like literally standing in this room as the salt drains, you can like look to your right and you see a long. Uh, you see a, a long throne room and you see a big throne made of salt and sitting on it is the God King, like just ch- chilling. He's completely vibing out, like sprawled backwards. Like I think, he, yeah, I mean, you, you give him a, sh- he's shocked because he didn't see that coming. So this, I mean, he tries to like look cool because <laughs> you suddenly see him. It's like, uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, but more of like, uh, he puts down his glass. He's like drinking wine and he's like, Oh shit. Fuck. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Give us like two minutes. We're we're getting over as fast as we can. It's it's reassuring that you don't seem to be that much more of a threat in person than you were before. Uh, as you say that, uh, the the heartbeat noise goes with the salt. So I wasn't saying through the whole fight like it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. But notably, as the salt drains out, the sound goes with it, um, and there's just an eerie silence that drops over. <laughs> this whole thing the god king sitting in his throne it's huge it's way too big for the size of this man who has kind of a weirdly youthful body with a tired look uh pink uh dyed hair uh, he's just reclining he puts his wine glass down he's still like reclining in this thing but there's just this weirdly empty throne room he has no personal guard here you don't see like a master plan he's just sitting what do you do Maybe if you were less of a dick, you might have, like, some friends in here with you. I don't know. Everyone has betrayed me. My own (laughs) children have let me down. Would you say you're fed up with this world? (laughs) Do you know, this all started because my firstborn, Amy, conspired to kill her own father. What a sick world we live in. Where a daughter would kill her own father. Dog, the number you done on that girl, she should, like, want to kill you, like, ten times. Like, bring you back multiple times to kill you again. Also, like, you're saying this to a group of people that you were very happy with the thought of watching die. Like, none of us are gonna feel sad that someone wanted you, Dad. You're going to wish that I was still here. You're going to regret this so much. Well, I mean... Uh, Do you have a reason why? Or are you just looking for reasons to keep talking so you are dead? Under our very feet, 
An army masses to take our land. Above us the sky is broken open. And who knows what mass of horrors, some filthy cloud of beasts is going to descend upon our lands. And in your own land, you're keeping people subjugated as not proper citizens. It's not much better here. <laughs> it's called precarity. It keeps wages down. I'm sorry you don't understand economics. I'm sorry you don't understand people having the ability to do things. The whole world is a parfait, and we're just a layer in it. At least we had a layer. After today, you will have nothing, and you will pray for my return. But I won't be listening. I will be at peace. You, like, you, what? You literally weren't, you literally weren't even doing anything. You can't just be like, oh, yes. I'm keeping us alive by torturing everybody. I had a functional economy in a wasteland. Have you seen the food on this ship? Have you seen the riches I've accomplished? Have you seen the riches outside of your ship? Not so much. Have you seen the fact that halflings don't eat taxpayers? Have you seen the fact that there isn't a foreign army in the in your town square? You're welcome. Well, I mean, there's an army now because you, like, starved everybody uh, who wasn't rich. So. Because you're all petulant children who don't understand the adult world. You're literally sat on a ship where people are eating to the point of excess, where they cannot eat anymore while people starve, people starve out in the streets. They're job creators! Uh, I mean, if anybody here is acting childish, it's you who clearly does not and never learned how to share. Something about by each according to their means or something. You know, sometimes you wonder, maybe, in certain circumstances. Circumstances, I stand by, it's my new word. <laughs> uh, maybe sometimes cannibalism is not the worst thing. <laughs> like if they eat, Wait, hold on. Like this is an unexpected turn in the idea. Yeah, yeah, I do want to hear this. this one. Listen, listen. I've I've heard a thing, uh, lore from I don't know, eons ago about eating the rich. So, like, you know, I'm not usually condoning cannibalism, but like, if people were to eat this guy, I'd be like, okay, work. Oh well, the. Well, yeah, the rich don't represent the same species as the rest of humanity, you see. So it's not technically cannibalism. Oh, see, yeah, see? Yeah, they're just parasites, you see. Totally different. It's funny you say eat the rich. Oh. Because people are already seasoned. You know, your body is 0.4% salt. Yeah, dog, we get it. Uh, all of you feel a terrible shooting pain. Yeah. Uh, constitution saving throw as he attempts to manipulate your the salt in your bodies. Yeah, yeah. I, I could hear it coming. The way he said that sentence, I was like, oh, we're getting some salt bending. I mean, like, I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't surprised when I heard it. Hold on, I'm just making sure I don't have any extra thingies. All right, what is up with us rolling with the same know. modifiers and getting like the same results? I roll 20 isn't fast enough, but it's just reusing the same number. Roll 20 like is haunted. Four. Uh, uh, four again. <laughs> roll 20 uh, is like... 12. 12. All right, I don't. 
All four of you fail, which is very interesting. You take all take 10 damage as your limbs contort unnaturally and you are dragged to your knees by your own body, your muscles and your tendons uh, going towards his will. Because in each of your cells, there is a sodium potassium pump, uh, which he now controls like a puppet. And you all are pulled to your knees painfully at the that the entrance to the throne room. It's kind of like watching David Byrne perform Talking Heads. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting body movement. You don't think a body should move like that, but <laughs> it really was oh. like that. <laughs> um, can I try something quickly? Um, sure. I I failed a saving throw. Uh, so I'm going to use my reaction to roll my psionic talent die to do Tower of Iron Will, which seems like a very fitting name for trying to not get pulled down to the ground. All right, yeah. Uh, come on, please, please work now. Uh, so that's now 17 I'm on? Oh my god, all right. Is, is that enough for me to have iron will and resist being pulled to my knees? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what's the, the look here? Each of your bodies contorts unnaturally, like your arms bend backwards and you are pulled slowly down to your knees, painfully grimacing in, in terrible pain as he takes over your body. Vindros, what do you do uh, successfully negating this with your psionic powers? I'm trying to think what's, what's the coolest way to do this. Um, so... I think that at first it does look like it's working. Uh, Vindros does start getting uh, juddery and um, shifted around. Thrycreed have carapaces, right? <laughs> does that does that mean they do the thing of shedding skin? <laughs> do they shed layers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can can I do it so that like? The, the body starts moving and creaking and cracking and then just stops moving. Um, and it takes a second for people to realize that, that Vindras has just slipped out the back of that skin. Wait, can you do that too? <laughs> Gecko's mold? Uh, no, you did not roll well enough to do that, unfortunately. Damn, too salty. Obviously very quickly grabbing all my supplies and whatnot, but yeah, just just escape from, from that skin and just like that. Here I am. Yeah, you slip out the back of your own skin. But remember, this is a big <laughs> throne room. There's nowhere to hide. There's no cover. There's no... It's just you and him. What if... What if I stand perfectly still behind my previous skin? If you stand perfectly <laughs> still, they can't see you. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. Everyone else is going to take more damage as he makes you kill yourselves. Okay, okay, okay. Um... I, I think that, that Vindras is going to just take one huge leap straight at the God King. Uh, you're a Thrykreen, so you get advantage on leaping. Why don't you make athletics with advantage? Uh, 19. Yeah, with 19, you can cross the throne room in a single leap. What do you do? Um, uh, given the precarious nature of what's going on, um, I'm going to I'm going to try and go go real intense real fast um in the hopes of capitalizing on this moment Ooh, uh, i'm gonna use my level my single level six spell slot to cast a blade barrier oh fuck yep uh so i'm creating a wall of up up to 100 feet long 20 feet high five feet thick <laughs> so um, well actually i can make a ringed wall of about 60 feet in diameter so i could just sort of 
real slam down a big huge circle of blades on on this this fuck. You absolutely could. I think the more important question is what do they look like? Because they could just be normal blades, but there have been a lot of uh, interesting weapon imagery throughout this entire season. Uh, what do you think they look like? What would be most interesting, most appropriate? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Can it be a bunch of small spinning versions of the axe baloney? <laughs> just a wall of murderous axe balonies. <laughs> Absolutely. So you rip out of your own skin rather than be pulled to the ground. And the God King sees this and he says, how dare you? And you leap across the entire throne room in a single bound. Yeah, throwing down a, a huge circle of axe balonies right on that fucker. Yeah, you become immediately encircled by a, a wall of spinning executioner's axes, each d dazzling and opalescent, as you you basically throw your body at him. Mm. Um, do you say anything? Uh, as as Vindras comes down, she's just going to lock eyes with him and say, never underestimate Thrycreen. As she slams down into him. The first axe baloney in the wall to meet him c cuts off an arm, just as it goes flying. The second cleaves through his chest and b blows the throne in half. The third takes his legs off. I mean, yeah. you tell me, this is the image. This is... I I, th I, th I think we're just going to be dealing with, with, with ribbons of person by the time this is done. He's just fucking... Is this going to turn into a death becomes her situation? I mean, basically... <laughs> They start losing limbs all willy-nilly. Yeah, I think this is just... Vindros does not ease up the pressure on this for, for, until she is certain this is done, because person made of salt does not want uh, any, any option of, you know, oh, you were still in large enough pieces you could put yourself back together or something. <laughs> She's just fucking dicing this thing. I like that you, yeah, you stand over him as the barrier is on his body just in, to keep going. Um, the rest of you, you feel his grip lessen as he no longer has control over your cells. Um, um, you reckon this will do it? Or do we need to, like, set the remains on fire and lock them in a box and shove them down a hole or something? Like, I mean, I'm not opposed to setting him on fire, that, whether it does yeah. something or not. Yeah, we should just do that anyway. Yeah. I'd like to cast Detect Magic. Yeah. Um, can you read that description once more? I just want to check something about it. Uh, for the duration, I sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me. If uh, I sense magic this way, I can use my action to see basically any visible creature or object that bears magic and learn its school of magic, if any. It can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone. One inch of common metal, a thin shed of le uh, sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. I want to double check something. Um, assuming that we've we've blade barriered as much as we're going to blade barrier, um, Vindras wants to cast locate creature because we've now met the God King and can. I would say that that is a creature who is familiar to us. So we just double check if they're anywhere in the next thousand feet if they have decided to flee. Can I help that with primeval awareness? Read that for the for the internet. I'm gonna read the second 
paragraph in the spell thing that says the thing I'm trying to do. Uh, you can attune your senses to determine if any of your favorite enemies lurk nearby by spending one un uninterrupted minute in concentration. You can sense whether any of your favorite enemies are present within five miles of you. It reveals which ones, which of your enemies are present, their numbers, the their general directions, and distance. Mm. Yeah, okay, so that's that's what this is. So detect magic, nothing within 30 feet, nothing through the walls. Uh, you you cast a locate creature. Um, what what are the what are the parameters of that, Laura? Um, you sense the direction of the creature's location, as long as the creature is within 1,000 feet of you. If it is moving, you know the direction of its movement. Okay, so I would say uh, you cast Low Creek Creature, and for a second you're like, maybe I detect the God King, but not really. There's something off about it. It's not him. Um, but it is, it's very weird. Um, I think in the same way, if you cast detect, uh, if you cast locate creature on, uh, uh, on Sven, you might get that kind of sense in the other room, hmm. but it's not really Sven. But then Lola describe to me, you casting primeval awareness, because this is what answers the question you're asking, because that has a five mile radius. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to like the throne he was in. Uh-huh. And I'm just gonna, like, put my ear on it. Like, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, he's he's over this way. Or his, his vibe is over that way. So you put your god magic to work in a five-mile radius, trying to follow the god king's signal uh, by putting your ear to the throne. And I think the way this works is you kind of call on... Uh, you know, the animals within five miles to report back to you. Um, and I think you, what you get is a vision from a flock of weagles Hell yeah. who, are, who are flying in the area who see something that they, that they kind of give to you in a vision, which is you, the, you see Wolfram Coliseum, the, uh -oh. uh, the Wormwood Abalone Stadium, uh -oh. with all these, these cracks in it with this pink light pouring out. Uh, the, the civilians have been evacuated. Uh, Duke Pendergrass leading all these people out. And oh, then he the finally earth, did his job. And then, and then the earth bursts open as the pink heart rises out of the ground. Of course. You see, pressed up against it, is Amy Wolfram. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, oh God. Oh, shit. <laughs> Who is desperately trying to commune with it? She, as a ghost, she went inside of it and was feeling the pain of all these ten thousand souls. And she is like holding her body against it, being like, "Please, please, my people, oh, my God. subjects, please listen to your liberator queen. I'm here for you." Uh, but this thing keeps beating and beating, and the waves of force coming off it are like knocking down trees in the glass forest. That's like the distance and power of this thing because it's the potential of all the people killed by this regime. Um, and I think what you uh, uh, intuit is that God King Wolfram is dead. Vindros turned him into confetti <laughs> with a blade barrier. His body is dead. The man is dead. But his potential is not. Uh. And as it rises out of the stadium, uh, you see forming around the heart is the rest of a body. Like Ricardio from Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's 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 uh, aim. Okay, so first it tries to take the form of the Denisian Chimera, 
the creature God King Wolfram had designed to be his like sigil, to be his coat of arms. But Amy's inside the heart and she's begging it not to be like her father. You know, she's thinking about when you Lola said, you know, you're acting like your father. And she went and sat, sat in the campfire and was like, I'm not going to say that mean. (laughs) I know, but she took it to heart. She doesn't, she hates him. She doesn't want to be like him. And so she's begging the, the potential not to give in to him. And so it starts taking the form of the Denisian chimera, but then it stops and it twitches and it contorts and the flesh breaks open and reforms itself into her favorite animal. The Stave Pup Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Literally, that's what's happening. But it's Amy Wolfram's favorite animal, the Bumble Sloth. It's fine. It's not a real Bumble Sloth. No, it's a, it's a Bumble Sloth the size of a sports arena. Oh, man. You know what? If I gotta die, I'm gonna die petting that fur. It's made from pink salt crystal. Um, oh, salt fur. And <laughs> it rises into the air. Uh, <laughs> like, a, like a balloon? Like a hot air balloon? Literally, yes. Um, and it starts floating upwards. And I think, you know, Amy, you've told her about um, Bweagles, and she's very interested in them. And you see some Bweagles, like, flying in formation with her. Um just fall like drawn by the psychic energy of this. And they're reporting back to you. Um, and she keeps going up and up and up with all these people's potential towards the crack in the sky. So we got a problem. Little bit. Uh, so let's go, go back that way or go up. Yeah. 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 Can we go up? How would we go up? Anyone go good. Good up ideas. Good question. Does anybody have any up ideas? No, she's not here. Staples in the sewing circle could make a balloon, and then we could have a balloon fight. Zur yells, uh-oh, they're coming. And so there's a splintering sound as someone puts a hole in the door into the throne room. There, there's uh, no doors out of this room that you're aware of. No windows. Nope. No. It's his, his fortress. Do you guys want to eat down the hole? Oh, fuck, you made a hole in the floor. I, I mean, that's... Yeah, that is a good Everyone, I guess, acrobatics to jump down in the hole you made. Come on, hole. Don't do me wrong now. Come on, hole. 17. Oh, oh, se- no, I'm sorry. That was Lawrence. Th- I, I uh, bought. 10. 17. Um, I'm... C- c- Come on, Can I avoid man. doing the roll by just using the quarterstaff to float down? Roll 20. I'm so tired. Why are you like this? You have built-in Featherfall, so yeah. The party uh, succeeds, but Vereen... Bu- oh, hang on. Once per short rest, I can get an advantage on a, on that. So I'm going to roll that again. All right. Uh, seven. It's not, a, it's not a botch. No. Okay, so what happens is uh, you have a rough landing, but the party succeeds, so no one takes damage. With a botch, I was going to say you break your leg falling <laughs> yeah. two stories through this hole. Uh, but instead, everyone's fine. Uh, I mean, you, you, it hurts, but you don't take HP damage instead. Um, and you're now on a lower deck of the ship as the people flood into the, 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 like, the angry mob floods into the throne room. Uh, but you can run. Like, they, it's going to take them a second to figure out what happened and if they can come after you. So you start running through the ship. I would like to drop past without taste. Mm-hmm. Past without taste. Jesus. <laughs> past without taste. Past without taste. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, that, okay. That's a very different thing. Wait. It's not so stealthy. Everyone in the room does look at you, but no one wants to, like, stop you. Wait. That's what I've been doing my whole adult life is passing without taste. Wait. What? What am I not getting? Just not having taste in things. Oh, know. okay. You guys, uh, 
You made it sound. You made it sound dirty. No, it's just not having taste. I don't like Monster Hunter. I yell. Okay, um, yeah, but everybody gets either. a plus ten to dexterity shits. Yeah. No. So you can you make your way through the um the the ship now because you've lost their direct trail with pass without a trace. I'm not even gonna make you roll anything else. I think uh you can just like slip in through doors. I think you see kitchen staff and like cleaners on the ship who are on your side and they like nod at you and like yeah come this way this way they won't follow you this way and you know they're helping you get out. Eat all the pastries. Nobody will stop you. <laughs> Lola stops, runs back, grabs a pastry. Oh, I was telling the the people working. I was like, dog, eat everything. Oh, you're telling them. Okay. <laughs> yeah bring your um, family a whole pie uh so you you go out through like a, a a service exit or something and you find yourself on the the bow of the ship like the i'm king of the world part of the titanic looking out over all of wormwood it's beautiful it's it's shining before you the light reflecting off of the ground makes the ground look like the sky it's this beautiful reflection we talked about very early in the season but the only thing that mars this perfect beauty is the crack in the sky that Amy is taking all the people's potential through. What the fuck are we gonna do now? We could we could really really do with getting up there. <laughs> I can fly up there. Anyone else got any ideas? Uh, Zer says. I mean, I can do some small flying, but that's so high. Like, it's an, uh, you don't understand how high the sky is. It's so high. We're going to need a something stronger, something bigger, something better than me. I'm sorry. No one's got, like, a spaceship on hand, um, like a big rocket. What's a spaceship? I, d- I, d- I don't even know. What's a rocket? Who knows? Who's who? Oh, um, that's um, Pete Townsend, right? Uh, does anyone does anyone want to invent you know space travel in the next few minutes for us? <laughs> I'm just thinking about Bob O'Reilly now. Is uh Treadwell, Breadwell, Fredwell, or Bramwell Jr. around? Um, so they went with the plutonium elemental. I suppose I could have them come back because they can fly. If if Staples is uh you know Staples is perfectly capable of keeping control of the plutonium mental, elemental lights really, up. Really, only need one. This this is this is the contact Denise. <laughs> what oh, fucking crazy woman? What is she gonna do? It's our Denise ex machina. <laughs> I mean, so that's very funny. I like the way that sounds, but I do want to just point out, just for my own pride, that you did go through a lot of work to get her on your side, and that's not at all how that. You know, you normally Deus Ex Machina is like that came out of nowhere. You didn't build that up. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just being sensitive. (laughs) No, we no, we nailed it. Uh, I would love to give you the methods, Bramwell. Can you uh, roll or use something in your inventory or an ability to justify it? Uh, Ooh, I will use the last bullet. I'll fire the bullet and use it like like a flare. (laughs) Oh. I so thought you were going to shoot at the God King as soon as I said the salt drains out of the room and you see him on his throne and then you didn't. And I was like, oh, dang, guess that's just never going to come up. <laughs> I, I almost did. If the fight had actually happened, I was going to grapple him and try to shoot him in the head. To be clear, the fight did happen. He just. He yeah, was, he, I just meant like, just if, like rounds happened, essentially, I was going to run up and try to grapple him to shoot his head off. But oh, I didn't. So fuck. I'm going to use it to flare off all the, uh, the, the methods. That's perfect. Yes. You point the authorization up and you fire it. 
Um, and, you know, people come to investigate first, some servants and, you know, staff. And then the, the mob uh, starts, like, moving in this direction. But uh, the Mephits get here first. Breadwell, Treadwell, and Bramwell Jr. Uh, I think uh, you just – we cut to Staples. Breadwell. Breadwell! Breadwell. We cut to st- – Breadwell! <laughs> we cut to Staples and the Plutonium Elemental sitting on the flats uh, playing uh, hollow deck. <laughs> They're just, like, playing cards or something. You're just chilling. And Staples, like, you kill how many people? Damn, you're cool. You want to come with me? You want to live with me? You're awesome. Oh, does it call her staples? You melted their insides? That's cool, dude. Can you teach me that? And then we just cut to the, the methods uh, alighting on the, the bow of the ship. And they're like, hey, what you doing? That was a loud noise. Can I have that? I want to do that. It's just uh, a calling card, you could say. We need to speak to Denise. So I want to, like reach in and open one of their mouths. Hello? How does this work? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Oh, I put a filter on. I look like a cat now. <laughs> you gotta open the beak wider to get in. Yeah, I think you, Denise... You... Yeah, I like to think Bramwell talks really close to the Mephit's mouth, like way closer than you need to. Just like get in there like a pelican, if you were, if it was a pelican, mm-hmm. just like... Uh, you hear Denise like yawn and like roll over or something. She's, uh, <laughs> you know, you've woken her in the the her her mid work nap or something. She's like, <sighs> yeah. What's what is it? Did you break my farine? We need to go to the crack in the sky. Oh yeah, you're gonna run some tests on it. I I'm that's on my list. I'm just very busy with all the the f- my flesh work. It is an immediate concern. Immediate. Yes. Well, are you in Absinthia? Because that's where I am. No, but how could we do it from here? Oh, dear. You telling me this bitch hasn't invented some kind of teleportation shit? Or some kind of, like, creature that has, like, a nice little safe bubble to, to, you know, take us up there safely? What are the fastest animals of all terrains? Actually, well, well, I mean, couldn't the Chimera probably carry us? Uh, I mean, the Chimera's a... Definite possibility. Yeah, I, th- I think she says the Chimera is very fast, but Absinthia, I mean, have you looked at a map? It's, I mean, st- things take time. And at this, like, you hear someone yell, like, they're over there! And the uh, door bursts open and people like carrying, I don't know, just uh, not even particularly effective weapons, like frying pans and Torches shit. and pitchforks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they went and got the, the, the torches and pitchforks from a special torches and pitchforks room. Okay, so is there any way we can manipulate what the God King could do and control the salt? Uh, mm. I was also thinking of maybe the conjure animals I conjure. I mean, well, if we could exert some kind of control over the salt, then in theory we'd be able to pull the potential back down <gasps> oh. rather than go up to meet it. I think, Bram, when you say, can we manipulate the salt, um... You just because you're on the line with Denise, and so she's still in this conversation. And she says, "There's not that many other salt genasi in the country. My husband doesn't like competition." Um, Is it Sven? Uh, well, I'm sorry, Sven doesn't really have any powers. Uh, you know, I think my husband and I have opposite elements. We kind of canceled out, honey. Not right now. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, I know. Uh, that is nonsense. I have faced Sven's potential, and it is magnificent. You what? Your husband. Well, um, yeah, let's just say husband right now. 
<laughs> your husband manifested the potential of a great many people, including your son, taking it from him, I presume, early on. And I faced it, and there's great power there. There's great power there. I... I... Is there, a, is there a misconnection here? And he's going to, like, play with the Mephit's ears. <laughs> no, I was going to have... She says, no, Sven. Get your get your hands off of our Mephit. We're, I'm having a Mephit conference call right now. You can't have it. Oh, my uh, God. Denise, quit being a dick. And you hear, like, the sound of, like, a struggle as, like, Sven picks up the Mephit and runs away with it to try to get away from his mom. Oh, I love this kid. They're just doing, like, Scooby-Doo running right now in the background. <laughs> oh, there's the Scooby-Doo doorway. Uh door hallway scene if i move one method's hands does it reflect in the other method's hands (laughs) 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 Uh, no but that's i mean sven can understand you to be clear that would be Um, so cute but yeah he prefers obviously to have conversation with sign language but he can hear you he can understand you that's why he took the phone is because he wants to hear from bramwell yeah i'm gonna say uh sven You perhaps have the chance to be a hero to everyone. You hold in you a great potential. When when Sven's potential attacked you, you used some kind of force that you couldn't really understand. You felt a pain deep in your bones, if you'll recall. Calcium! No, we already fought a calcium elemental. I wouldn't double up. Helium! I'm just going to shout out elements. Electricity? Xenon! (laughs) Grape! Uh, that pain, I think, flares up in your bones, Bramwell, and you find it difficult to stand. You're almost like you're holding the, the methods and you're like leaning up against the railing of the ship as the mob comes closer. Um, and all of you look at Bramwell, who seems like he's losing the ability to stand. And you notice uh, his hair is grayer. Uh, you notice like he just looks he, he looks even older <laughs> right is now. It gravity? Zinc. Is it zinc? It's zinc. You got me. Gravity zinc. <laughs> Bramble, the weakness grows in you, and you find yourself unable to even hold the Mephit. You sink down. Somebody else, what do you what are you saying to the Mephit? <laughs> Sven, do you remember your 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 half sister Amy? <laughs> the Mephit nods. Think about Amy. Focus on Amy. Do you know where Amy is? Uh, yeah. Roll persuasion. I think what you're trying to do is convince Sven to use his powers yeah. to help his sister. Yeah. yeah roll persuasion. I don't have that anymore. That's what makes it so cool. 15. That's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you say Amy's in trouble. I think just, you can say that. Yeah. Be, and uh, how, yeah, how do you, how do you plead to Sven? And then Sven will act to save his sister. Sven, it's your sister, Amy. She's in trouble. She, something has attached itself to her and it's too powerful. And I think you can make it less powerful. Yeah, you say that, and there's some there's a sound of a door closing or something, and you hear Denise on the other end go, "Young man, open this door right now." Um, and then the mob reaches you. The first person with the pitchfork uh, comes up and you know holds it up and goes to thrust it down into Bramwell's uh, slumped body, but then it starts slowing down in the air. And then it stops, like, inches away from him. And the next person with a torch comes over and tries to, you know, light Lola on fire. And as it gets closer to them, it slows down. And then it stops. And then everyone on board stops. 
Well, that's kind of convenient. I mean, hasn't gotten us to the <laughs> crack in the sky, but I'll take it. <laughs> but then, Lola, as you start saying that, you say, well, that's... And then you stop. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. All of you are frozen. And oh no! Can I let out the longest fart in existence <laughs> right now? Yeah, you can do that, and then you stop. The fart and then that it... rang for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like uh, going to sleep, where all of your consciousness suddenly abruptly ends and then restarts as if waking, because the flow of time returns to normal. Um, and the fart <laughs> finishes, obviously. <laughs> um, and all of the, the the mob around you with torches and pitchforks are like, you know, disoriented. Like, what the hell is that? What just happened? And you're all disoriented. Like, whoa, what was that? That was weird. And then you hear a roar next to the boat. Or I say kind of a bellow of a hippo, uh, a screech of a cassowary. Oh, shit. That's our ride. Damn, that kid's got some juice. Let's get on... Let's get on that time front. That that let's get going with that time front. I guess I'll call you back. <laughs> Just close the method's mouth. <laughs> So the party jumps over to the Chimera before the angry mob can figure out what's going on and resume their attack. And you take off into the sky after Amy Wolfram, who, deep in the heart of this giant salt bumble sloth, is making her way towards the crack in the sky, up to the next lair. And below you, you see Wormwood in full revolt. And you can't make out the individual participants, but you know each and every one of them fighting for the cause, fighting for the revolution, is bolstered by the determination clear shared with them. And we see, with our omniscient narrator's eye, all the battlefields and their brave fighters with the the cold, icy vines of the of the world tree seed that clear shared with them fortifying them against attack as they each gain levels every time their their determination uh carries them forward uh we see the glass forest with uh the genasi uh trying to fortify trenches outside outside of the Merciel position and they think that they're about to spring a, a renewed attack when suddenly the thriller bark comes out from behind a copse of trees and just plows over the entire platoon with Young at the helm uh, swinging <laughs> their toaster wildly at borders knocking them off. We see uh, Absinthia, we see Jimmy the shitty little neighborhood kid uh, kicking a down soldier, just repeatedly saying, my dad could beat up your dad, and just kicking him in the head over and over <laughs> before he can get up as uh, soldiers rush over to secure the scene, uh, newly fortified by Commander Dowling, who has arrived to assist his family and his wife, Cindy Dowling. 
at the gore fields, we see uh, the the moles push the Genasi army into a cunning trap, just putting them there exactly where they want them as a division of griffins fly overhead, dra- dropping smoke melons that to utterly annihilate the God King's forces, uh, just reducing them all to choking, gasping wrecks before they can even get off any kind of uh, offense, cutting the regime off from any hope of securing food and supplies for their army. And finally, in Harp City, we see a strategy meeting where Angelo and Ramsey, the insect folks, the remains of the Aarakocra mafia, uh, the halflings, and even the beetle drug dealer and his group of soldiers have come to lend their aid. And as we see them plotting their next move, a door opens and Marcel Wolfram walks in. And so the fighting isn't over. Amy is taking the halflings and all the victims of the regime's potential up to the next layer, and the party is in hot pursuit. But below them, the determined rebels are winning. And from the barren salt of the flats, we see the first tender shoots of strange alien plant life deep below the surface a seed is blooming wake up the job of the bell no sweat now feeling swell gee golly it's a beautiful day gonna burn my troubles away I'm going Galaxy, all the stars are singing to me. I'm going. 